Welcome back to another week of Instigating with Clarkie and Drury, brought to you by our great friends at Conway Furniture, East End of Listowel, Highway 86. Go see them for all your furniture needs. Yes, sir. Our great friends at Larry Hudson Chevrolet Buick GMC, 1000 Wallace Avenue here in Listowel, and of course, the Listowel Squash Courts, which I've been hey. lighting up lately with my friend Alan. I made a return. I saw that you made a return. I'm back. Yes. I'm back. Now, are you competing in the tournament or are you just like so, playing some warm up games? Like, what's the deal? I am playing some warm up games. Yes. I have told Alan, much to my chagrin, that I'm not going to compete um, in the in the box league until at least the new year. That's probably I am a good call. Definitely playing it smart. And yeah. not pushing things. I went out the other day and uh, hit the ball around with our buddy Josh Keel um, nice. and a nice. couple other guys at the at the court. Um, but uh, it was a successful return, Ryan. Pain-free. My foot was not in pain whatsoever afterwards. Um, the problem good. was I couldn't lift my shoulder. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, That's I'm good. Fine. It's fine. My only fine. issue is that I'm just winded by the end of it because I'm not in good shape anymore. And, um, you know, yeah, Alan, that that is an issue. Uh, yeah, and I ha I have yet to beat him. I I almost beat him the other day. Did you? Which okay, is an improvement. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm just bad. I'm bad at the sport. And well, you can't you know, just like pick up a racket and think you're going to be good. But that frustrates me. I, I understand when I, I understand and, and I'm give... not good at it. Yep. I hate the world and hate myself no, and just want keep to with quit. It. And keep so with it. Just I, keep with uh, it. I am. I am. We're playing. And the other thing you should do weekly. The other thing you should do is we're, we're doing clinics. We do clinics. You should come out and just take part in a clinic. I, I might do that. I'm going to be yeah. pretty busy pretty soon here, but it's like but a Tuesday to... night, like for half an hour. Like yeah, I'm just we'll, saying, we'll, We'll we'll see. I and that's the other. Thing. I don't do well with groups. I'm not a group guy. I like to just go in there with Alan, turn the music on. Alan and I have a nice chat while we play, and he beats me around the court, and yeah. uh, and it's a good time. Like I'm uh I'm a lone wolf. I don't like to. I'm not group guy. That's not okay. me. Group okay. projects at school? No thanks. I actually really? used to opt out of group projects. I would just do them myself. Interesting. Yeah. I'm a weird guy, all right. I just like I like my own I, company. I didn't see that. Hey, like, I didn't say that. You know, anyway, I'm, box I'm league is wolf. starting up. If you're interested, I'm a lone wolf, and you know Con who else is a lone wolf, Clarky? Oh, who? Michael Babcock. <laughs> lone wolf, and my oh, couch my potato gosh. of the week last week, our inaugural yep, Conway Furniture couch potato of the week, was the Columbus Blue Jackets. Really, as a whole. Yeah. But it was more pointedly at, at Yarmo Kekalainen, who uh, also, I feel, should have resigned alongside Mike Babcock. Um, but he did not. Uh, I think he will be fired before the end of the year because what mm. a mistake this was. Dude, here, here's the deal. Culminating in one of the weirdest endings to a coaching. Can we even call it a coaching day? He didn't coach anybody. I, I, I think the reason he didn't take the fall is because John Davidson probably hired Mike Babcock and sure. Yarmo was sure. the front man and he was the general manager, but as we all know in sports, things change, things are changing. The team presidents um, uh, are more than just presidents uh, yeah, and they have involved. a general manager to do a lot of the paperwork, but let's be honest, Brendan Shanahan, John Davidson, um, uh, the Jays, uh, Ross Atkins and, and Shapiro Shapiro makes most of the call. Like, let's be honest. Like there, that's the way it is. And, and Masai with the, with the raps. Um, I, I just think that's probably why Yarmo still has his job because JD probably was the guy who said, let's get Babcock. I, uh, yeah, I won't dispute that. I won't dispute that, but I, I really do feel that you know, probably all of them should be gone then. I mean, they've just cost their ownership a lot of unnecessary money. Yeah, I'd love to know Pascal what the, uh, the agreement is. was. but I'm willing to bet that the agreement was 
resign and we'll give you 30% or so of the total value anyway. of the deal. It yeah. was a two-year, $8 million deal. I believe at four million per, not eight, yeah. like what he was getting in Toronto. I believe it was two times four. Mm -hmm. He'll probably walk away with two point six, two point seven million. <laughs> what a great Goodbye. gig! Eh? What a great gig yeah, he's for, got yeah, for two months to sit yeah. there and and then yeah. you know show up for three days and look at guys' phones. Not bad. Two point KHL KHL's oh. next. You know, uh, you know what? I don't because he's made so much money. I don't know that he necessarily will be a guy that has the appetite to go to the KHL. That said, the KHL is the league in the world that is tailor-made for a guy like him to go exactly. and succeed. Exactly. Mike Keenan's still doing it yeah. down in China. Like, yeah. Yeah. Kunlun Red know. Star, Mikey Keenan, he's yep. running the show. Yeah. Uh, and he was with another team before that. I think he's actually coached two or three KHL franchises, Iron yeah. Mike. Yeah. And the other, I, well, what are we calling Mike Babcock? He's not Iron Mike. He's, I don't know, cell phone no. Mike, Blackberry Mike. <laughs> he, uh, he, he is a guy that could still survive and thrive e even in, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if in two or three years he's, you know, behind the bench for Ska St. Petersburg or Metalurg or something like that. But I'm telling you, there's yeah, a part we'll of see. That, we'll see. Yeah. I, he it, sat out a while and he said he was itching to get back. So I would think yeah. that he would still want to coach somewhere. And there's, I would hope there's no way an NHL Hell team will ever hire this guy again. No, it's, it's over now. I would it's hope so. It's got to be over now. And, and man, from, it's frustrating because like the whole narrative around and and this isn't just the NHL although they seem to be overtly guilty of it but in sports is that they keep recycling dinosaurs uh -huh. guys that like clearly are showing that they don't have it anymore like when things end with Bill Belichick in in New England I fully do not expect him to be no. successful anywhere else. If he chooses to continue coaching, which I don't think he will. Um, yeah. They just keep recycling these guys and there's good young coaches that are available in lower leagues that deserve a shot. And there's guys who are lifetime, you know, assistant or associate coaches that deserve a shot. I can think of a guy that used to be in Columbus who they would probably rather have still be around at this time than Mike Babcock. I may or may not be related to him. I, I just think it's such a joke that, you know, Mike Babcock was even in the conversation, especially after the Mitch Marner fiasco in Toronto. Why on earth would you want to bring that guy into a team in full I get scale that. rebuild? I get that. With a bunch of kids. I get that. Sometimes one thing can be a one-off and he learned his lesson and he won't do it again. But obviously he didn't and he did it again. And, uh, you know, the head of the player association said, you know, his players have the right to work in an environment that uh, isn't abusive. And that's what it was. Yeah. And props to Marty Walsh and Ron Hainsey for, yeah. and Ron Hainsey's familiar with this guy. Let's just be honest. Like, yeah. and, and is still close with guys like Mitch Marner. He knows everything that happened. The thing with Babcock that's so confusing is that Toronto was supposed to be the end of the road because of his <laughs> horrific reputation from years prior in Detroit. Yeah. We've already gone over all this and Anaheim too. When he was with Hockey Canada doing the Olympic teams, like he was on his best behavior. He had to be because he literally had a star, superstar player at basically 100%. every position on the roster. He couldn't be yeah. a complete knob end yeah. to those guys. You yeah. can't you can't scream at Sidney Crosby that he didn't back check properly. No. no. You just can't. So of course he was on his best behavior and Ken Hitchcock said, Oh yeah, Mike's a good coach. Yeah, he is a good coach. There's no denying that. Do you think he'll yeah. get into the Hall of Fame? I don't. I think this guy no. is like Barry Bonds level blacklisted no. for a different reason, of course. But I, I, I can't see this guy getting into the Hall. No, like, I can't all. either. No, he's no done. shot. Nope. I, I completely agree. Anyway, like you said yeah. off the top, uh, and and again, we'll we'll touch on our couch potato of the week, uh, courtesy of our friends at Conway Furniture uh, later in the show.
Um, you mentioned obviously camps are opening up. It's an exciting time. Yeah. Guys are back out there on the ice and interesting little nugget dropping from the Maple Leafs the other day that uh, Wild Bill, Bill Lee Nye Willie. the shot guy, is now Bill Nye the center guy. Interesting. Bill Nylander might uh, be mm -hmm. playing some mm -hmm. center this year. I don't like it personally, and I think mm -hmm. this lasts all of two shifts, but I could see it on here's where it he could do it, Clarky. And I'm interested in your thoughts. The power play, I could see that. Outside of that, look, fun player, talented player, has 40 goals in his hands if he wants to all day long. Maybe yep. on a heater year, he could score 50. He's got a good a good enough shot to do it. Yep. Probably once. What do we say about this guy constantly? He is a terrible back checker. He's horrific defensively. And he backs off of checks all the time. You can't do that playing the middle of the ice. And, you know, you look back on his numbers when he was doing this in the AHL. Not very good face-off numbers. Generally, you'd like your centers to win those. I just can't see this being a, a long-term mm -hmm. thing. When I first heard it, um, Trent McClement and I at uh, Larry Hudson's, you know, Trent, the general manager of the uh, Cyclones, we thought for sure what was happening was Tavares is going on the wing. But no, first day of camp opens, Tavares is on the second line, and Willie's centering the third line with Domi and Yarncroc. Um Interesting. This is a this is a big year for Willie, obviously, uh, and the team. And uh I, I don't I, I kind of I kind of think what you do that this is a couple you know couple of shifts and it might not last. Um however, having said that, um you know when when uh True Living came in, they wanted a different perspective. And uh it sounded like maybe it was his idea uh talking to the coach and um you know Sheldon maybe agreed and uh they're gonna give it a shot. So um we'll see how long it lasts. Uh, I would love to see it work because then they'll have three strong lines and then you have camp centering the last line. Um, but uh, that left Tavares with Nyes and Lafferty today. Who knows how it's all going to shake out and where Robertson will fit in if he does and everything else. And then Bertuzzi with Marner and Matthews on the top line. So there's a lot to, as you know, when you start uh, training camp, Things are never the same at the end of training camp and at the beginning of the regular season, and uh, they still have to they still have to make some moves to get under the cap. Like Nyes might not be on this roster come opening day um, to save some money. So we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out and how it all goes. But I tend to agree with you. Willie's not the best. Um, he'll have to do uh, a lot of skating, a lot more skating, playing center, and. Uh, We'll see how how low he drops down in his own zone to pick up, you know, everything in front of the net. So we'll see. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, I, I I'm just leery of it. I I don't really see this being yeah. a successful. Yeah. Well, experiment. the last you know nothing's been successful so far. So maybe they're going to try something different and hope it works. But he, you know, uh, maybe someone should you know, could send him, you know, some video clips of his fellow countrymen, uh, you know, maybe get him some video of Nick Backstrom, take some notes Matt's. down on how to play center. Well, or but Matt's. Nick though, Stanley yeah. cup champion. And, uh, and, yeah, and, and maybe Hall just take, just take some notes. Yeah. Nick Backstrom too. Right. So I, I just think that <laughs> we'll see. he, uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think much of it. You know what I do think a lot of though. And I think fairly highly of it. And I know you do too, Clarky, and, and you're passionate about this. We know, we know, and our viewers know, because we tell them that the deals are always hot with our friends at Larry Hudson's Chevrolet Buick GMC, ladies and gentlemen. Tell us what's going on the over there. The deals are hot. The They're hot again. They're piping hot. They're hot again. And the greatest thing right now, not only are we have our $7,000 demos still going, we're running out of them. So if you're interested, come on in. Uh, however, the other thing is SUVs are on the lot. We have oh. 
and large SUVs, small SUVs. We got our first Buick and Vista this week. Um, so that's a very brand new line. It's a crossover. It's sort of between a car and an SUV. Maybe Grandpa Bill might want to come see that one. Um, Don't but, tempt him. <laughs> um, but uh, we have Encores on the lot. We have uh, Enclaves on the lot. We have Terrains on the lot. Uh, Acadia's on the lot. The days of not having many vehicles is slowly coming to an end. Um, and uh, the inventory is building. We have Yukons. We have Yukon XLs. We have Yukon XL Denali Ultimate Diesel on the lot. These have been very sought after vehicles, and we got them right yes. now at Larry Hudson's. If you don't have a sales rep, come that see guy. me. Come see Mr. me. Clark. Ask for Clarky. Uh, if you have a sales rep, go see them. Um, get them when the deals are hot. Get it while it's hot with our hot. friends at Larry Hudson's Chevrolet Buick GMC 1000. While it's hot. I'm, I'm never going to be able to not do this. No, nope, this is our thing now. This is it's it. It's like it's Hudson's. Has it. Has it, ladies and gentlemen. Go see them. $7,000 off. Demo deals. All yeah. right. <laughs> you should voice the ads on the radio like that. Uh, If they pay me for it, sure. Yeah, I could do some for voice news person. It's tough for I news. Could, yeah. yeah tough for a news team. person. Yeah. But, but you could that. you could be We could make a name up for you. Herb Barlick. Barlick, you had to have you know. that prepared. What was that, dude? Well, it was her no, Barlick. It's got, it was, got to be say something. It's got to be something like those old timey scribes. Yeah, you know, sure. it literally the the guy that like Taylor Swift sued and left. Scooter Braun. My name's Scooter. Scooter Braun. You want to be not, famous, don't you? Not. Uh, so that's what it's got. Kelsey. Got to. Not Kelsey. It, it's got to be something. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, as as a side tidbit, and producer Adam, who we're going to get to in a minute, knows that, knows this. I should say, as a little nugget, he was almost my couch potato of the week in a positive sense. This dude's already the greatest tight end of all time, I think, and that pains me to say because I'm a Patriots fan. Gronk, my boy. Yeah. Probably uh, Super Bowl rings, couple of them, and now he's kicking back and he's hanging out with T yeah. Swift. I and know. I'm a Swifty and I support Are you? I like to hey, I love Swifty, not the okay, country stuff. Okay. Everything from 1989, okay. which she's about to release her version soon. Yep. I'm reading ads for Taylor Swift now, like she needs my help to <laughs> exactly. market her. She record, should sponsor you know? the show. It'll get yeah, Taylor Swift's heirs <laughs> to her spot sponsoring it instigating. Go exactly. see Taylor Swift right now at an yeah. arena near you, unless you can't get an Insta uh, a Ticketmaster yeah. ticket. All our new viewers up in Shelburne. As Whiteman's now in Shelburne. Well, they, they can. The they, maybe she'll go and see them. Maybe she'll do a concert in Shelburne just for them. Could you? Could you imagine? <laughs> Randomly, Taylor Swift's just busking on the corner of downtown Shelburne. I would go. <laughs> I would go. Um, all right. So before before we get to hey Barry Davis is coming guests, up. We're going to be Barry talking Davis, Blue Jays. Wow, long Turn time around. Jays analyst. Hello. And Barry's a friend of the show. He's been on before. He's great. We uh, we have to address something here. Very important. And and it's okay. to do with our producer. Producer okay. Adam's birthday. It's, it's on producer what Adam's it birthday. It was Thursday. Thursday. Yes. So the day before this will originally air. Yeah. But it doesn't yeah. matter. It's producer Adam's birthday as we yeah. record this right now. Happy yeah. 41st birthday. There you producer go. Producer Adam. Okay. The guy behind the scenes, he's yeah. do he, he makes us look really good and he's the best and it's his birthday, okay? So, producer Adam, let's give him some love. He deserves it. And apparently the Blue Jays deserve love once hey, again. Hey, and and can I just say one other thing? Yes. I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of slighted. Okay. What days what days this show on? Fridays on Whiteman and what other day? And Sunday. And you Sunday. should know this. Okay. Yeah. Do you know whose birthday is Sunday? Yes, I know whose birthday it is. Uh, do you really? Happy birthday, Mr. Clark. Yeah, like, like people yes, are watching okay. this Sunday. We're, we're wishing a guy from four days ago happy birthday. It's my birthday today. Four if it was days Sunday. ago. Oh, if it happy was birthday, Clarky, as well. My Thanks, trusty buddy. cohort, Thanks, my partner in Thanks. crime. Hey, we're going to have a fun birthday, Friday night. Christopher too, Clark. We're going to have a fun happy Friday night, too, eh? 
Happy what? 53? 54? Yeah, sure. You can go with that. You're not 60, dude. Shut up. No. So what are we we looking at here? 57? Yeah, exactly. Heinz, 57. Actually, or like you just... No, no, seriously. 59 or something? No, no, 57. 57. Good for you, man. You lose track when you get this old, eh? You got to figure it out. You got to do the math. You're not that old, dude. Yeah, yeah, 57. 57, still delivering the heat. The hot, hot heat here still on Instagram. Top 10 squash player in Listable. Okay, that's enough. Barry it's Davis hot. is coming Barry's up. Barry's coming up. Barry's coming up next here on Instigator. Welcome back to Instigating with Clarkie and Drury, brought to you by our friends at Conway Furniture here in Listowel. Larry Hudson, Chevrolet Buick GMC in Listowel and the Listowel Squash Courts. Ryan Drury, Chris Clark, back on here as promised. Friend of the show. I believe this is his second appearance. It could be his third. I'm losing count. Our buddy Barry Davis, longtime Jays analyst and Sportsnet personality. Barry, how are you, man? Well, look at us. I'm sitting here fireside and on a beautiful night. Why would it? And it's and it's now officially fall too. So, uh, no, mm. things are great. Just in uh, enjoying this beautiful weather and enjoying this uh, crazy ride to the postseason in Major League Baseball. Barry, you got your Let's Go Blue Jays shirt on. I see. Um, a lot yes. of people a week ago were saying Let's Go Blue Jays and take the Leafs with you, but things have turned around. Like it Isn't was it doom wild? and gloom last week after losing four in a row to the Rangers, but a sweep in Boston, uh, a couple of wins early in the Yankee series. They're in a playoff spot again. What's going on with this team? It is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen with this team. Chris, you and I have been watching this team since its inception in 77. And uh, cause you are older than I am. I want to establish that to everybody. It's my birthday Sunday, uh, Barry. Oh, there you go. Well, happy Happy. I know it's the big one for you. So, uh, (laughs) but I've seen a lot of playoff runs. I've seen the blue Jays, you know, choke in the last week of a season, you know, as we do remember that, that that weekend very well. Um, and I've seen them make big runs, but to see this up and down, listen, I think in some ways it's exciting because this is what you want to see in a playoff race, but for fans, it's, it's so infuriating. And, you know, it's so much fun to go on social media just to see people jumping up and off on the bandwagon. And listen, I, I did the same thing a week ago. I said, I think they're done. I think they've packed it in. Uh, you know, they just don't look like they're, they have that, you know, intestinal fortitude to make the final push. And then they, you know, they do what they do to the Red Sox. And the one thing that was blowing my mind is they were getting help, not from just one team, but three teams it seemed every night they were losing the jays were winning but again it could all turn around in another couple of days as well and and they have a tough schedule to close out you know a lot of games with uh tampa but the good thing is seattle and texas are going to be going head to head so the jays are definitely going to get help because those other teams can't run the string they can't run you know run the table so the schedule, yeah. I think, is in the Jays' favor here as we go down it, to the last week. Listen, they're going to get help uh, regardless. Yeah. What they have to do is win their games, Yeah. right? And if they take care of – you know, it's the same old thing, right? You take care of your own business. But they're in that spot right now because they are holding a playoff spot, right? If they run the table, they're in. Yeah. So it's up to, uh, it's up to the Blue Jays. And the one thing I will say, Chris – is if they do make the postseason, I think that the fact that they were chasing the spot right up to the end will be a good thing. I, I think when a team has such a huge lead and then they start resting some of their players, and I've seen it so many times, and then the playoffs start and they just fall flat because they just don't have that that you know that eye of the tiger that they have when they're fighting for that final spot. Yeah, it's interesting, and and such a weird season on so many levels in the American league where yeah, the Jays get swept by Texas and then Texas lays a complete egg against Cleveland 
including mm-hmm. a brutal outing where they lost 12 nothing to Lucas Giolito, who has had a wild up and down season himself. He's on his third team this year, and they lose to him in that sweep. Seattle gets swept, and then Houston lost two of three on their weekend series, too. Like you talk about getting your season handed right back to you on a platter. It is bizarre, Barry, but I, I do want to ask you in your estimation, because the season is almost over as we record this Mm. i believe as we record this they've got nine games left i think four or five against tampa and then they'll finish against the yankees in your estimation what is and maybe it's down to an individual what's the most frustrating aspect of this season so far for you vladimir guerrero jr me too right i mean let's face it uh this is his team He's he's a guy that you know is is getting to that arbitration stage of his career, uh, a guy that I'm sure the Jays would like to lock up, but he has looked absolutely lost for most of the season. Uh, whether he has a game plan, whether he's you know trying to do things on his own, I, I have no idea what's going on with him. But uh, this is an op. This is a rare opportunity. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are not going to be at the bottom of the American League East next year. You know, they'll both be up. And this was this is the year. If you're going to make a run, you don't have to worry about those two teams. So it, it's very disappointing that Vladdy didn't step up and, and put this team on his shoulders. And I was hopeful that coming out of the All-Star break, after, you know, what he did in the home run derby, that that would kind of <clears throat> propel him to, to get on a run. But it really didn't. And, uh, this is a guy that should have, you know, 40 to 50 home runs, 130, 140 ribbies, um, just not the numbers that that they need. He needed to have a career year, and, and he's definitely not. What do you think? Okay, so right now you mentioned he's heading toward <clears throat> that ARB period. What do you think realistically on a long-term deal? I don't know what that looks like. Five years plus generally people would consider longer term. Realistically, like what could he be expecting to earn? Because, you know, I'm looking at a guy who's, if I was voting, would get National League MVP in Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm -hmm. And that guy signed a 10-year, $100 million deal. Like, how can Vlad go in there and and be like, what I want, I want eight years, 180, mm-hmm. 150. Like, how can he go in there and do that, Barry? Like, what it's so confusing because this guy was an MVP candidate a couple seasons ago. Now, and to be fair to him, like he's having a year that would look great for most major league players. Mm-hmm. Like Lots of guys out there would love to have 24 home runs and 87 RBI, I believe, as we record this. Like, that's a really great year for, what, 85% of the league, but not based on what we think he is and what he clearly thinks he is. Like, how do you even go about ballparking this if you're his agent and the Jays? Well, I think it's still to be determined. Because if the Blue Jays make the postseason and Vladdy goes on a tear and becomes ALCS MVP, World Series MVP, you know, if something like that happens and maybe starting from the final you know, weekend of the season, then all of a sudden his value gets upped again because he stepped up at the most important time of the year. So I think if I'm Vladdy's agent, I'm, I'm just hoping that something along that line happens to him. Uh, if it doesn't, then I think he's he's lost himself millions of dollars in a potentially uh, long-term deal. And, you know, it's crazy that we're even talking about this with the Toronto Blue Jays because, as you guys know, uh, through, you know, the entire time that Alex Anthopoulos and, and before that, J.P. Ricciardi and all the GMs prior, I mean, this goes back to the Pat Gillick days uh, – and the Paul Beeston days were you don't give long-term contracts to players. You don't see eight, nine, 10 year contracts. And now it's something that if the blue Jays are going to compete, they have to do that. They have to, to give these humongous contracts. And, um, you know, I know that the agent will also pull the whole, let's base it on his entire career and not just one off season. 
right? Uh, but I think he is. I, what, what would you even say his career year was? Maybe three years ago. Last year certainly wasn't a career year for him. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it better be I mean, still the, ahead the of 48, him. The forty-eight, the forty-eight know, like, really. bomb year playing mostly in Buffalo, mind you. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like when when if Otani didn't exist, Vlad would have been MVP yep. Uh, yep. two seasons ago. But yeah, it's so confusing. Um, and I'm just yeah, I'm just disheartened, and I don't want to. I try not to get too far ahead of myself. I, I'm an emotional guy. I ride the highs and lows a little more than I probably should for my own mental well-being, Barry. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to not get too upset or down on this guy because he's 24. I, I still I still believe that power's there, and he showed it recently with three straight games with a homer. He beat up on the Red Sox and man, I like what, I don't know if you saw what Buck Martinez said the other day in that Texas series, I believe mm-hmm. it was the final game where he had that video breakdown of how he's not loading in time and yeah. he's leaning on that back foot. I thought that was such a brilliant analytical look at the difference in his swing. And, and for me beyond Vlad, look, I know he's getting picked on a lot this year, but Guillermo Martinez, like I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is something you're supposed to be correcting as the mm-hmm. hitting coach. It, yeah. it like, I, I don't know, Barry, it's super, super upsetting to me because it bleeds into other guys hitting George Springer. Let's just be frank. He's been hot lately, has not had a very good season for $25 no. million on your return. Yes. No, he had, he had like an over 30 something there. For, oh, uh, right. Uh, yeah, it was I think, a career I think it was over for 28 or something. It yeah, was it was it was nasty. ridiculous. Right. And Matt Chapman had a brilliant April, early May. Oh, has yeah. Been an atrocious hitter since. And I yeah. love Chappie. Before, before we move on to these other guys, I just want to I want to ask Barry about a little bit more about Vladdy and some yes. of the things that bother me. And yes, he's only 24. But you know what? He should. Here's the things that bother a guy who's having his 57th birthday on Sunday. Okay, here's okay. the things. Okay, and yes, you're going to call me the uh, grumpy old man here. No, the Gatorade shower has to stop. Like, give me a break. Like, it's okay once in a while, but it's every single game that they win at home. It's like, give me a break. Like, you can see, even maybe see. If they had, you maybe can they even see some of the players. Jacket back. They got their maybe. home run jacket back. Yeah. They could have the fun in the dugout, and they wouldn't have to do that. Maybe, right? but you it's know, like the, you can see boys, the players. Right? You can see the players, especially what Merrifield. It's like, mm. can you just like stop this? Like you can see yeah. it. It's it's obvious. And like when he's when he hits a home run, that's not good enough. When he hits that a home run, he rounds second step? base and he does a stutter step. So everyone yeah. focuses on Vladdy again. And before mm. he gets up, he writes something in the dirt and. Am I grumpy? I don't man? know if it's fair to criticize. That's just part of his process. Like what is, I, what is? doing the dirt thing okay, and like fine, the little stutter fine. step. Give him that. Everybody's no, this doing little that stutter after step home runs. Is a show off of of some magnitude. Have you watched just, Jazz Chisholm? What does he do? No, I haven't. He does the Euro step right before he hits home plate. And Acuna how many home runs does, does he have? All the time, yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, exactly. Not twenty four, probably. No, and, and so that's Acuna. what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, can you just like I don't know. I grew up in the days when I saw Joe Carter and John Olerud and Tony Fernandez hit home runs and Jesse Barfield, Lloyd Mosby. You know what they did when they hit a home run? They ran around the bases and they touched home plate. And you know what else they, they did, right? Hands. You know what else they did? You know what else they did? <laughs> Barry, you remember this, right? Yeah. They won two World Series. That's what they did. Yes, they did they did do that. Right. Um and there was none I, of that I, I crap going on. Right, listen, none of it. Clark, Zero. Clarky, Clarky, Clarky. Yeah. There was none of that crap going on with any of the teams back then. And now it's a different generation. It's it's we are we are the grumpy old men, Chris. Well, I is, must be is, a grumpy old man. <laughs> this is not our game anymore. This is for I the guess youth. not. It's for I the youngins. Not. And I the guess. youngins want I guess. right. Okay. Listen, of, of all the things in baseball that have, have changed and have made me angry, I will say I do like what the pitch clock has done. I do too, Barry. I do too. Uh, but my last thing with Vladdy, 
And you're oh my you're, god, you're the perfect guy to ask. Okay, okay. Can can we just get rid of the um, translator? This guy's been here long enough. I've seen him talking in English on ESPN. I've seen him speaking English on the All Star game. But he's when done he's full sit down he's interviews beside, in English, I, exactly. So why does he need this translator after a game when he gets interviewed? Because why? it's not his first language, Clarky. I, I get it, but you know what? It's a there's a lot of people in the league that isn't their first language, and they they're here five, six, seven years, and they learn English, and they're I. It just bothers me. I don't know why. I will say this. It's just like I will say this, guys. I had a a nice chat with Jose Bautista years ago when he was with the Jays, and I I was talking to him about you know it's amazing he barely have an accent. He goes because I I knew that when I started to become a leader, that it was important for me to communicate with everybody. That's a great answer. So he wanted to make that a priority for him that he was not only able to read and write English, but to articulate it and be able to do interviews and be able to talk to teammates. And, you know, he would gather with a group of the Spanish players and, you know, just give them some pointers or whatever in the clubhouse. And then he can go over and speak to a bunch of the English speaking people and do the same thing. And that to me is what make, makes a, a great leader. And listen, as much as Vladdy has the talent to be the best player on this team and one of the best players in baseball, um, I don't see him as a guy that's a leader. I don't see him as someone that's going to, you know, grab the guys on his back and, and, and become that kind of guy. I, I just don't think he's that type of person. Hmm. Yeah. It's hard to say. I, again, I, I'm still because of his age, willing to give him the benefit of the doubt that he could eventually become a little bit more like I, I don't. Yeah, I certainly don't ever envision him being the guy in the clubhouse, but mm. certainly a guy who like does have the qualities to do the things that are necessary to help teams win uh-huh. consistently. I, I do right. think he can do that. He Barry. can do like, that, I, but he doesn't always show that he doesn't yes. always hustle. Right. No. And no. he needs to have that focus because I think the hustle you know, I don't necessarily think it's an effort thing. I think it's a focus thing. I think that they actually forget that they have to run. You know, they forget that they have to make they that forget extra They have to run. You know? I love that. You know, it, yeah. it, it's they forget. Well, listen, hey, can we, I want to talk about some positive about the Blue Jays. because we've Sure, take over the show, Barry. Take it over. But, but uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> If there's one player on this team this year that I think has really made a step forward and said, don't forget about me, it's Kevin Biggio. And I knew that when they were going to eliminate the shift, that that was going to be a huge advantage for Kevin because I used to see him hit a lot of balls hard over the last few years and every time right in the shift, right in the shift. But and, and and you guys talk about Buck Martinez. I tell you, Buck maybe should apply for the hitting coach job because, you know, he may not have been the greatest hitter, but he knows how to hit and he knows how to explain it. And um, But what he was saying about Kevin Biggio is he was just staying a little bit back, right? Just that half second back. And again, you know, that's a fraction of time, right? So he's not all over the ball, right? And look how many hits. The other day he throws two over the shortstop's head going the other way. And if he continues to do that, um, you know, he, he could be a pretty decent hitter on this team. And he always looks good at the plate. And that's the, always the weird thing. You know, he just looks like someone who's a great hitter. And then, you know, here he was hitting like, you know, 204, 205, whatever. Um, over the last, you know, maybe six weeks, six to eight weeks. I mean, this guy's hit, he's a 300 hitter, which is and, really, really impressive. And Barry, not only that, this guy's playing everywhere. Like yep. there's nowhere except catcher and pitcher. There's nowhere mm-hmm. this guy probably couldn't play. I, like I'm second, struggling first, think... short, third. Like he can go yep. anywhere. Yeah. Any outfield. I'm position. struggling to think He's of a guy the in the majors who's yeah. as versatile as him. Yeah. Defensive. And you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I and I know there will be people out there that saying, hey, okay, come on. It, it's a small sample size. Look how excited everybody uh was was getting uh, of uh Zeke what's his name? That was uh playing this is my my old man brain. He was an all-star for the Jays last year. Second baseman, shortstop. Uh, oh, Espinal. Uh, yeah, Espinal, right. Oh, yeah, well, this guy's going to be a 300 hitter. But then you see that he fades away. And, and that's what most utility players do. They'll have spurts of great stuff. And then 
Yeah. But I don't think that's the case with Cabin. I mean, remember, can't forget the pedigree, right? I mean, we all know yeah. what a great hitter his dad was, a Hall of Famer. And uh, he's 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 just got that baseball brain. I, I, and he's got a great eye at the plate. He takes a lot of pitches. He walks a lot. He runs the base as well. He's just a very smart ball player. And I think that this is a guy that I'm glad they didn't give up on because yeah. uh, I, I think his best days are ahead. Uh, yeah, a lot of people had. A lot yeah. of people had. Uh, and, yeah. you know. Good for the Jays organization for, for sticking with the guy. So you mentioned him, and there's no doubt he's probably one of the comeback players of the year for the Jays. But there's another guy who, in my mind, is like it's I'm flabbergasted at how well this guy is playing this year compared to last year. And I want to ask you about this guy because you had a good friend on the team um, when you were uh, around the team. Um, and you say Kikuchi this year has turned things around <laughs> so much and yeah. you know you you had Mooney Kawasaki there when you were there and he was it seemed like he was such a fun guy to be around mm -hmm. and then we find out like we don't hear a lot you know from uh, Kikuchi but this right. week we find out and Ryan this is a perfect time for our Conway Furniture Couch Potato of the Week okay because we find out that you say Kikuchi sleeps 14 <laughs> hours a night because he had a he had a stiff neck and he's mentioned to the to the media after the game that he sleeps 14 hours and he only got 13 hours that night. No, but 11, wait, he only got 11. But wait, but wait. The next day they, they let the cat out of the bag and they tell us that he was just kidding. And everyone like I believed it when I heard it. I absolutely believed it. I'm like, well, he sounded hell. serious. He did. He sounded wow. serious. And now, did he say it in English? Did, did he did, did he do the interview? In I don't English? think so. And I don't blame this no. guy for not doing it because he only maybe the interpreter but, was just screwing with everybody. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was the interpreter. But or maybe it was just a bad like, interpreter. It's like, like, oh, like this guy. <laughs> like last year, I could not understand why this guy was on the team. Like he was, he was a fireball every time he got out there. But now he's on fire, and uh, I loved, I loved what just happened with him. And that's why Ryan, he is my couch potato of the week because I, I thought he slept on the couch for fourteen hours a night. <laughs> but I find out he. Did. I love it. I think hey, it's great. I, I do have to correct you, Clarky. Yeah. He didn't say he had thirteen. He ended up getting eleven. Oh, 11. So, okay. yeah. oh, instead 11. of the normal 13 or 14. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, it's hard. It's it, yeah. really it, how hard it is to go through your day when only you have 11 hours sleep. Right. So <laughs> exactly. But, exactly. but if, if that if, if it was, in fact, him goofing on the media, then, oh, I love this guy even more now. Exactly. I think that's hilarious. Because that Moody that. did it with you all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, um, can we get back to negativity for one second? We can absolutely go negative. We love going negative here sometimes. <laughs> we do. We can, we can go negative, please. It's called instigating. Okay. Yes. And I and Clarky, I think you and I probably talked about this uh, on the phone uh, early in the week. But so a few months back, the Blue Jays make a, a very tough decision to send down a guy who was mm. their ace last year. Yeah. I think he led the American League ERA. Um, Alec Manoa was was their opening day starter, and he was absolutely horrific this year. So they make the decision to bring him down all the way down to A-ball, okay? Great move. They did it with Roy Halladay, rediscovered him. When they decided to bring him back as early as they did, I think I may have had said something to you, Chris, because I must somebody has to have remembered me saying it. They're going to mess this up. <laughs> You know, this is this could end up ruining this guy's career because if you bring him back too soon and he blows up again, you have no idea what's going to happen. Look, I understand. I understand that they're talking about he's had to take these injections in his arm and he's been, you know, not healthy. I don't buy it. Honestly, I don't buy it. I think there's a lot more to it than that. Mm, and interesting. I, I, I still think that, uh, the way they handled them, and I see both sides. Listen, you're a major league baseball player. You're getting paid millions of dollars. You do what the bosses tell you. You don't you don't pull that that stuff. You know, if I'm not going to report whatever the case may be. Um, but on the other side of the coin, I, I can also see how pissed off he is because they did not handle it well. So many people on the outside 
saw when they brought him back. And so you don't bring the guy back unless you know he's going to be back for good. When Roy Halladay came back, there was no doubt that he was going to be what everyone expected him to be. He comes back after some bad outings in, in a ball in a ball. Yeah. In a ball where he was getting hit. And then I think he had one start in triple a and it was okay. Right. And then comes back and, and he's, he's not much better. And that so what do you think ruin, went down? What do you think went down? I don't know. I have a feeling. And again, I'm not basing this on anything. I just think that when they decided to send him back down again, I think that between him and his agents, they were really pissed off about it. And I think that Alec probably just said, I'm not reporting. And yeah, maybe he did have some arm problems as well. Maybe he didn't want to take any risks on making his injury worse and, and use that as a reason to get out of, of going down. But um, like I said, I see both sides. I, I'd be pretty upset if I was Alec too, because, you know, when, and it's not like he's going to say, no guys, don't bring me back up to the majors yet. Right. Why wouldn't you want to get, you know, the, the competitor in him's going to, going to take it, even though somewhere deep inside, he's probably thinking, Oh my gosh, I don't know if this is a good idea. I, you know, what have I proven to, to get back? But Hey, you know, and how many guys go, go ahead. I was going to say that should have been enough motivation for him to go out and pitch his ass off when he came back. Right. But how many the guys, that, how many guys though, this is what I, I don't understand. How many guys, when they struggle, get sent to a ball. I don't, I didn't understand that from the get. Well, keep Why in mind, they, they sent, sent him, to him to the floor. They sent him to the Florida complex. Whatever, first. whatever. But like, like, oh, you see, they how did often this does thing. that happen? Well, Roy Halladay, as we mentioned, right. And they also did it to Ricky Romero. But at, the, at that point, Ricky was, was at the end of his career. Yeah. Right. But, you know, so I, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen very often. Maybe someone put it into the heads of Shapiro and Atkins because I'm sure they had no idea because why would they have any idea about anything that happens in this country? Uh, they probably had no idea. So somebody <laughs> probably tipped them off and said, hey, you remember Roy Halladay? And they're like, and, and Shapiro's like, oh yeah, great Philadelphia Phillies pitcher for all those years, right? Yeah. No, he also pitched for the Blue Jays, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, but you playing Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Uh, it just it was a strange coincidence because the last time I remember that happening in a similar situation was was with Doc. Uh, but yeah, th the yeah. difference is, you know, Halliday had Mel Queen, who literally rebuilt him, you know, turned him into a completely different pitcher. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they have anyone like that to work with Alec. And if they did, and again, do you think do you, you, you don't send someone down to eight ball and send him down for just a, a, a two week, three week span and then bring him yeah. back. That's a long-term project, man. Yeah, no, I get it. it, it yeah. Is Pete Walker well-respected with those pitchers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no. Every every pitcher that I've ever spoken to that has had Pete Walker as, as a pitching coach, absolutely love the guy. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think there's any issues with Pete on this one. Um, Look at the results on the field. They've no, got no, like, I, arguably I the it. best staff. They do. Yeah. They absolutely do. Yeah. I, I don't want to body shame any player or any person no but no as as it, it. but at, but as an athlete as an athlete he needs to be better conditioned yeah he but needs he to was be the able same to last year what's the difference the pitch count the pitch clock uh, i don't know i don't and that's i think it affected thing too, him right uh, well maybe right. but like but but they make him like one of the best to one of the worst like well that's, that's a, it that's it, an it, extreme if, if the if if the pitch clock has done that to him he doesn't yeah. have have the mental psyche to be an ace in the major leagues Right. That's mm -hmm. one thing I remember Pete Walker having this conversation with them years ago when Aaron Sanchez was in the minors and they were on the verge of bringing him up. And, you know, there were so many people saying, oh, no, no, don't rush him. He's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. What if he comes up and things don't go well and he gets hit hard? And then what happens? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I asked Pete about that. He goes, if that happens, then he was never going to be the guy they hoped he was going to be. Right. And that's what makes somebody, you know, that top tier of a pitcher that you know when it, when an opportunity comes and and you do mm -hmm. get hit hard it doesn't send you down you know you're able to bounce back and do what you got to do and um you know that's uh that's something that you know 
I'm not seeing with Alec Manoa. But it's funny because he does have a very he very feels he feels pretty high on himself, right? He has a yeah. big ego and, and and he likes to flaunt things out on the mound. But yeah. and that's and, and I'm fine with that if you're producing, right? But I mean, I don't I think it's gonna be a long, long time before he can pull any of that on the mound again. Did you notice Alex yeah. Antopoulos won another pair? I agree. What do you know, huh? You know, <laughs> and, and I, Chris, you and I knew him very well personally as well. And, and, and you know, what I loved about Alex was just how engaging he was with the fan base, right? And being a Canadian and being such a humble guy, and he's just like, you know, he could be just some some nerd working at Blockbuster Video, right? Like he's just just such a, such a humble guy. And I always knew that he was going to do well, and you know, since he's left, he's just gone to the yeah. postseason year after year after year. And too, I, too bad your last name. Him. Too bad your last name isn't Rogers. Maybe he'd still be here. <laughs> yeah, you never. <laughs> but know. I, I tell you what. Um, another thing Alex has done is he has remembered the people that have been good to him and loyal employees over the years because he's brought back, you know, uh, strength and conditioning coach, team trainers, uh, not to mention guys like Michael Saunders and, and Devin Travis who are in the organization, you know, as minor league coaches and stuff. So, uh, you know, he brought Jose Bautista, uh, you know, or was it Bautista or Donaldson? He brought Donaldson in to give him a, a shot. So, I mean, he's a guy that is so good to the people that have worked with them. And, uh, and he was here. Uh, we had him. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I'm not I'm not going to say that that Shapiro and Atkins have done a horrific job building this team because I think we all at the beginning of the season thought this is was a team that could potentially win a World Series on paper, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we we weren't complaining about the team they built then. So, I think this is just a matter of of players not playing to their potentials or above, right? If you're going to win a World Series, you need your star players to not have average years. You need them to have career years. And other than Bo Bichette, uh, who we haven't even mentioned tonight, and, you know, what a turnaround he's made uh, defensively more than anything. But uh, other than, than Bo Bichette, I mean, okay, maybe uh, Whit Merrifield has had a career year, but, but he's not one of your, your top guys, right? You needed Springer. You needed uh, uh, Chapman. You know, these and, – and, of course, Vladdy. To, and, and, and Kirk, after the year he had last year, Right, he's been a, a disappointment this year, and, and unfortunately, Danny Jansen was another guy having a career year, and they've lost him for a long term. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it's it's a baffling team. Yeah, yes, got rid of him. Got rid of him. Yeah, yes. and, and how about the year that Gurriel's having this year? Yeah, yeah, pretty right, up so. and down, but it's been and better. Twenty five homers from Tay Oscar so would look good too. So. Anyway, yeah, 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 Hernandez too. Well, they could they should have brought him anyway. back at the deadline. You know, but they didn't you know, adjust, uh, so. yeah. the uh, the the great Charles Oakley once said, "If it ain't broke, don't break it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. There, there's well, credence. This there team has been very frustrating to watch, but you know what? As it stands right now, they're in a playoff spot, and who knows what'll happen? I don't see this team uh, like a '92, '93 team, not even a a team that went, you know against texas where barry davis was jumping up in the uh in the box or as bautista hit a home run i don't i don't see it it was real quick though yeah it was like oh shoot i'm i'm working well it's like we'll oh, see God. hopefully I'm nobody working. saw that i'm working yeah <laughs> don't don't worry nobody saw that it's so good. Yeah. yeah well exactly. they've got they've got a big stretch of games coming up here uh obviously three in tampa three more in uh at home to new york and they end the season at home against tampa so we'll see how it all shakes out barry it was Very. great to have you on the show and, again, and, brother. And, it was so good to see yeah. you, and I'm glad you're well. And, man, I, I just hope they get in, for God's sake. it's We deserve this after the year we've been put through. I know. Very. I know. And, and Clarky, just you yeah. know, uh, I've told the members of my uh, 80s trivia band, the Idiots, that okay. uh, we need to, you got, we you need did, to you do, I know where we're going to do. A, I think we're going to do all night long. Because it's dancey, right? It gets people. Yeah, going, yeah, right? oh yeah, no, for sure. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, tell yeah, us, uh, tell us where you're going to be. At your, you know, he's a singer, man. You should have seen yes. when I first met Barry Davis. He had hair. I'm aware. Down his back, didn't he? I did. Didn't you? Yeah, you know, I like did. he had long I hair. I mean, we go back thirty something years, probably. Um, but uh, your yeah, band, Brian Collingwood, this yeah. weekend. 
Yes, uh, at a place called the Marsh Theater. That's uh, my Tom Petty tribute. We ain't petty. We're playing there. Uh, and then uh, mark this date down, uh, November the 11th in Brampton at a place called Spot One. Uh, the Idiots are going to be performing all your favorite, uh, you know, dancey rock songs from the 80s. And opening up for them will be my other band, Driven, a tribute to the Cars. So that will be a fun night. November 11th, Saturday night in Brampton. Chris, I will get I'm you marking it down so you can come. Marking go. it down right Rock now. Rock and roll. There you go. It's who's going to drive you home? Barry Davis is. There oh, you go. Who's I love it. Drive you home. Yes, sir. One of the nice. greatest songs of all time, uh, and one of the greatest guests of all time, Barry Davis, on the show with us here. Thanks for doing this, bud. Boys, it's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, BD19. Right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, I got to reveal my couch potato of the week, and we'll do that right after this. <laughs> Wrapping things up this week on Instigating with Clarky and Drury. Thanks to our buddy, Barry Davis. Uh, make sure you follow him on social media. Follow his bands, too. We Ain't Petty, especially. I love Tom Petty. Yeah, we, uh, go back. Obviously, we go back a long way, Barry and I. We really you guys do. do. Barry was an really, operator. Really he was he opted the board at uh, the fan um, back in the early 90s. And yeah, uh, that's when OGs. we first met. So, yeah, we uh, we go back a long way. He's a good, beauty. Good boy. And, uh, we, we appreciate, again, our great sponsors, our friends at Conway Furniture, our friends at Larry speaking, Hudson's, our friends at which, Coastal Squash Courts. Speaking of which, you know what's hot? What's that? We have not got your couch potato of the we week. We got mine. That's right, yeah. You say Kikuchi, but we yes. need yours. We need and your And I'm going to go positive. Potato. I'm going to go with a, a positive couch potato. And and producer Adam, I, I, I told him about this ahead of time. It is Phoenix Suns owner, Matt Ishbia. This guy is a hero. Hmm. Phoenix Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, this courtesy of Joe Pompliano on Twitter, has announced earlier this year that the team would remove its games from cable by making the games free to watch on local channels. Roughly 2 million more people can watch Suns games. This is a direct quote from Ishbia. We're not focusing on money. We're focusing on winning success and taking care of our fans. But now Matt Ishbia is taking it a step further. The Suns are giving away free indoor TV antennas to any fans who don't already have a pay TV subscription. You go to the team website and fill out a form and they will ship it to your house free of charge this guy is a beauty and he is helping and and matt ishbia to be fair here is is not really my couch potato he's helping millions of couch what do potatoes you call people from phoenix phoenicians <laughs> <laughs> phoenix i don't know dude phoenixians phoenicians Become couch potatoes. It, that's fine. He's helping a lot of Arizonans yeah. become couch Arizonians. potatoes. And and sure, and that is deserving of a couch potato of the week yeah. on mass in Arizona. Matt Ishbia, thumbs up. We love it, dude. I love this guy. That's and fantastic. All those, all those people in Arizona should come up and get their couches at Conway Furniture. Where the prices yes, you should. see include HST and delivery. Oh, I don't know delivery. about delivery. That might be a little long far. It, they, to they Arizona? Not, but hey, you want to take a nice, beautiful trip they might up not to Canada? Fall colors yeah. right now. Drive up here, Arizona. We got yeah. a beautiful, beautiful trees right now. And you can go right to the local delivery. showroom. Local delivery. On Highway 86. Yes, local delivery. And the prices on everything you see in there. Beautiful couches, lazy boys, whatever you want to be a couch potato yourself which is a good thing with our friends mm -hmm. at Conway Furniture. The price you see is what you pay HST delivery fee included. We thank them, our good friends at Conway Furniture. We thank our friends, obviously, at Larry Hudson's once again yeah. and those little squash ah. courts. You can watch this show Friday nights at 8, Sunday nights at 9 with our friends on Whiteman TV. Channel 6 for Whiteman subscribers. 
We debut on our YouTube channel Friday nights at nine. Follow us on social media at instigating pod and be sure to check us out on all your favorite podcast apps as well. Happy birthday, producer Adam. Happy birthday, Clarky. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's my birthday. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's it's, it's your birthday maybe when people are watching this. We will be back next week with more instigating.